1: a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. Charles Admire is probably a name that you have never heard of. Purposely so. Charles Admire is a hunter. He's from North Texas. He's just like you, he's just like me. Just a Joe Blow down the street. But what Charles Admire has done is he's taken it upon himself to introduce friends of his that are non-hunters into our hunting community. And then he took it one step further and became an ambassador for hunting for these individuals. That's why I wanted to talk to Charles. I wanted a first hand account of why he decided to help a non-hunter become a hunter, so that if you are ever thinking about introducing someone to hunting, here's a little bit of a playbook that you can follow. So, you're in Texas right now? You live in Texas?
2: Yes, sir. Born and raised? Born and raised in North Texas, yes, sir. Denton County and... um... You know, with, with a few times outside of Denton County, it's, it's where I still reside. so What city is in Denton County, Texas? So county seat is Denton, and then um, where, where my wife and I are living now is actually in um, a place called Flower Mound, and so it's just north of Dallas, Fort Worth, and so yeah, that's where we are. We're, we're currently actually building in Fort Worth, so we're kind of in transition time frame, okay, right?
1: Okay cool, cool. Charles, yeah. have you ever been on a podcast before? Um, I have. I have. Excellent, excellent. Mm-hmm. No, I, I love people. How many podcasts have you done before this one? Uh,
2: maybe, maybe two or three. Maybe two or three. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Fairly new to the podcast game. I'm by no means a uh, a refined professional, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, there
1: is a very specific reason there's two specific reasons why we have you on. Number one is that part of the Blood Origins family and part of the Blood Origins community, the way that we work eh, to ensure that we capture the, bre- the breadth of our community, we ask people who we talk to, hey, who should we talk to next? And a mutual friend, Jordan Syatt, um, who's a huge influencer, Dare we say, he's a huge influencer, right? 900,000 followers. Oh, uh, 100%. Yeah. Was on the podcast. And I asked him, I said, who do you think we should speak to next? And he was like, there's no doubt about it, that you should, we should speak to Charles Admire next. <laughs> and I don't care who we speak to, right? They, it's their choice. Like it could be, again, it could be someone like you, who's, who's not typically a name that people associate with, don't know who you are sort of Joe blow down the street, Charles admire down the street or, uh, somebody super famous. Um, so that's number one, why we have you on, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but more importantly, you decided that you were going to take it upon yourself to take a non hunter and make him a hunter. Yes, sir. 100%. Well, Charles Admire, welcome to the Blood Origins podcast. Would you give a little small introduction to who
2: you are? Yeah, I mean, I I think you hit it actually. I'm I'm kind of you know Joe Blow from down the street. Um, so I got a wife, and we got our first one on the way. Pretty excited.
1: Congratulations! About that. Thank you
2: very much. We are when we is are it due?
1: Uh, June eighth. So we oh got- man, you better get your turkey season in
2: <laughs> because life is changing, baby. Yeah, we uh we we have been uh, discussing slash joking about how much hunting time I'll have over the next you know little while. So, <laughs> turkey season might be one that I that I take the hit on. But um, yeah. So, um, outside of that, um, you know, I've I've hunted all growing up. Um, you know, for for a time I was in the Marine Corps, artillery officer in the Marine Corps. Um, and now I. Uh, Work for a general contractor and I build high schools. And so that's kind of me. And wow, that's school. a
1: very specific contracting. Hey, you build yeah. high schools. Yeah. There's enough it, high schools
2: going up all the time for someone to have a full time job doing that? Oh, man. I'll tell you, uh, you know, North Texas has grown like crazy right now. And so Frisco and McKinney and all those areas are, are growing quite a bit. And so uh, the project that I was on most recently was the 11th high school for Frisco ISD. And then they're in the middle of constructing the 12th. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's something that's always Holy going. smokes. Yeah, we got we got a lot of and, – and I said high schools. Uh, we, we do uh, education all throughout um, and then some public works. So, like, police stations, fire stations, stuff like that.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. a little bit more general than, like, we right, right,
2: specialize right. in high schools.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I want to talk through essentially your psyche. Okay. About this idea of the invitation, right? Mm-hmm. That I want to talk through. I, essentially what I want, Charles, is I want almost a play-by-play. Yeah. For someone who's going to be listening to this and go, man, I'm a hunter. Um, and I've got some friends that don't hunt. Um, like, how would I do it, right? How does that person, like, say to that person, so let's use Jordan. Jordan Syed is the guy that you took hunting for the first yeah. time. So let's talk through and use that as an example okay. of how does one take someone, or maybe let's start with yours with you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Let me ask why. Like why did you want to do it?
2: Why did I want to take Jordan?
1: Why do you want to convert someone from being a oh, non hunter to a hunter?
2: Honestly, um, you know, I think I think all the time you know, of, of the things that I like to do. Um, and I feel sorry for people that don't get to do them. And, and I know that sounds maybe elitist or maybe privileged or I I don't, I don't know what word we want to put with it, but, um, I know that I enjoy hunting very much and I know there are a lot of people out there, you know, for whatever reason, maybe they weren't exposed to it. Um, maybe they have bad perceptions, whatever, uh, but really, what I what I wanted to do is the people that I like, I, I I like to be with them, and I like to do things that I like to do with them, and introduce them to those things. And so, um, Jordan wasn't necessarily the first uh, non hunter that I've taken hunting before. there have been a, a couple of different opportunities, but you know, the people that mean a lot to me, I, I want to spend time with them, and I want to introduce them to things that I love. And
1: why do you love of my hunting? Life my family
2: hunting is like you know yeah. out there, you know, right? Why do you love hunting, Charles? I like providing, um, you know, I, I grew up playing sports and so there's like the, the challenge side of things, you know, instead of, um, you know, having to compete with another player, it's like, Hey, it's not just that other person could have a bad day. It's like, Hey, I have to outsmart something that it's, it's livelihood is staying alive, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think there's that aspect to it. I think the other thing, and, and really the part that's been super fun recently and and ignited kind of my passion for hunting has been how much content there is out there right now for, um, the preparation of wild game. And so I think for the longest time, it was just like, um, for, for us and my family, it was like, Hey, you know, you kind of grind a lot of the venison and then we'll have back straps and then that's what you do. And then you just substitute it for, you know, beef. And, Mm -hmm. um, although that's great in a lot of recipes, there are so many things now, you know, with, um, you can name, you know, just a bunch of them, hunter gather cook and, and, uh, hunt to eat and, you know, meat eater and stuff like that. They just put out all sorts of great recipes and that you can access all over the place. And so I think that's super fun. You know, it takes a little bit off my wife's shoulders. Hey, I can go out and I can cook. And, um, and it's fun for me too, because not only did I see it in the field, but I can put it on our plate. So, Mm -hmm. um, outside of that, it's, I, I think the Lord is great created you know us to to kind of live in um and be a part of nature and i think the further advanced we get as society we kind of get further and further away from that um and so there's a certain part of me that's like hey i want to do this right um in chariots of fire do you know that movie chariots of fire I have watched it way back in the day, back in South Africa. There's a, there's a quote that I just love from it. Liddell, you know, his, I think his sister gets onto him and, you know, he's a, he's a religious man His sister gets onto him for, for running on, on Sunday. And he says something to the effect of, I'll probably butcher the quote, but something to the effect of, you know, I know God made me for a purpose, but he also made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. And, uh, I think that there's a certain amount of like I just feel, I feel the Lord's pleasure when I'm doing something that's that's not like a, uh, it's not a bloodlust thing. It's a providing for my family thing, and also in the same time doing doing my part to maintain you know healthy habitat and stuff like that. And so, I don't know. I think there's a lot of things that go into yeah. why I yeah, like. It. No, hundred percent. You know yeah. what you
1: didn't say, Charles?
2: What? You didn't say you hunt because you enjoy killing. Yeah, I think that's just a a small part of it, you know. I think it's a small part of it that people, you know, and and even not that that Jordan said it outright, but, you know, when we were prepping to, like, go out, you know, we were talking about, you know, my expectations, and when we were hunting, it was kind of after the rut, and things were it was just kind of still. And we ended up having a great weekend with a lot of encounters and everything else. And, um, not necessarily any mature bucks or anything like that. Uh, but I was just like, Hey, you know, my expectation is if we see like deer, period, it's going to be, you know, a good thing for us. And I think that like, I saw the look on his face, almost like, it's not as easy as just going out and, mm-hmm. you know, and just harvesting. They're show up. Yeah. They're yeah, going to exactly. show up and you just and, shoot it um, right. But yeah, it's, you know, I mean, I think they'd call it shooting, you know, if that's all we, we did is just went out and shot, but. 100%. Hunting yeah. by definition is chase and search, which has exactly. failure
1: inherently built into it.
2: Exactly. Yes, sir.
1: So you started, how'd you start the conversation with Jordan or did he start it with you?
2: So actually we have a mutual friend, um, that, that we had met together at, at, at this guy's place over the summer. And, um, this mutual friend was like, Hey, you know, I've been thinking about, um, you know, getting my boys into hunting, but I never grew up hunting or anything like that. You know, do you think that that's something that you might help us out with? Um, and I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I think that, you know, we got a few deer that we could take off the place and, um, my, my parents have a little bit of land in central Texas and, um, you know, they're, they're generous enough to, you know, when I can use it and kind of entertain with it, they allow that. And so, um, you know, that's that's kinda of how it started, you know. And so uh it seems like each time each time that I've had the opportunity to 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 kind of introduce some new hunters, um there has been some interest shown before it's just uh you know, I want to take this XYZ person, whoever out to hunt, mm-hmm. you know. And so once the interest was shown, it was it was pretty easy after that. You know, did Jordan show up, um,
1: interest? Did he again? was did Jordan show interest? How did he Oh I, yeah,
2: so so the mutual friend was like, Hey, can we do this? And I said, yeah, sure. Come on. And then I, I said, you know, Hey, you know, I had met a couple people at at your place over the summer. If any of them want to come feel free to do that. And we'll just have kind of a boy's weekend. I'm sorry. I didn't close that circle there. Um, and he said, yeah, that's, that's a great idea. And so a few of the guys, you know, declined or whatever, but, but he and uh, he and Jordan, you know, they were, they were all in. And uh, after that, there were, you know, kind of a few things that I automatically thought of is like, Hey, like weapons handling, like how, how comfortable are y'all around weapons and stuff like that? Um, you know, how safe are y'all and stuff. And, and, um, so after kind of going through those things, it was, you know, kind of the expectations, you know, Hey, we have extra stuff as far as gear is concerned and things like that. So it's not like there had to be a bunch of logistics or layout, you know, if they didn't like hunting, you know, for, for camo or whatever else. Um, and so you didn't really uh, force they didn't
1: get forced into like you have to go purchase all this exactly. stuff, you have to go get this. You made it as easy as you possibly can. Look, we have all this stuff for you. Right. Just show up essentially.
2: Exactly. Bring exactly.
1: your license, get your license, show up.
2: Yeah. And uh, you know, um <clears throat> I I uh over the years you know have accumulated um you know a lot of equipment i mean you know as hunting goes you got to have you know your duck stuff you got to have your deer stuff and then you know there's stuff that might be better that comes out and maybe you have a little bit more so we had plenty you know and so it doesn't make sense for them to you know go buy something and 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 they might not even like it mm-hmm. you know and so mm-hmm. um that's kind of the route we went um you know there was kind of a few podcasts that were sent over back and forth and there's just so many podcasts that are out there just like i I didn't want them to have this expectation um you know like that that it's just gonna uh, we've already talked about it a little bit that that, that deer' are just gonna walk out you know I was trying to kind of uh temper that a little bit from the get go and so there were a few podcasts that were sent about like basically the opposite of success stories you know failure stories um and then also we had a backup plan of of shooting ducks in case you know the deer didn't come in you know we had a cold snap and so uh we got a little good little wood duck hole that um you know we can we can get a few wood ducks if the deer didn't come in but um but yeah the biggest thing in my mind was hey is it going to be safe do we need to go to the shooting range or anything before or mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, we, can we kind of you know tweak what they already know um you know from from my past in the marine corps um people who handle handguns pretty well it seems like they're they can transition over to long weapons, uh, maybe a little bit better, you know, um, I think it's harder to control muzzles and stuff like that with a handgun, but going the opposite way might be a little bit different. If someone's been around a bunch of long guns, mm-hmm. it's a little bit harder to trip. <laughs> but when they both said that they'd had a bunch of, uh, experience with handguns and whatnot, it was like, okay, we can, we can work with that. And so, um, so safety was out of the way. And then after that, you know, the the camera, so they were both, he was very comfortable on the long guns, very comfortable in the rifle. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so, um, you know, when we got out, there was, um, so as far as the safety was concerned in my mind, it was like, okay, we can cover that stuff while we're out at the ranch. Um, and then as far as, uh, you know, logistics, uh, as far as, you know, camo and whatnot, that they were asking questions about, Hey, we got that covered. You don't need to worry about that. So at that point it was just like, just the mindset, Hey, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, don't want your expectations to be too high. So those are mm-hmm. kind of the three things that I was looking at as far as preparation for the hunt.
1: And what did you say in terms of obviously a lot of people, especially that have their own land, mm-hmm. grow deer. Like growing whitetail is is a thing, right? Let mm-hmm. them let them grow, let them let them walk. Right, you know, grow the big antlers. Now you've got a bunch of hunters that don't know the ass end between a doe and a and a button buck or the difference between a two and a half year old and a seven and a half year old. Yeah. Right. Like
2: what were your expectations about <laughs> these individuals? As far as them and our, our management uh, practices. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: or did you have no expectations? You're like, look, anything goes essentially. I don't know. What
2: was it? Um, so we don't have uh, a real regimented, um, management system. Now, that being said, there, there are a few deer that I was hoping that they wouldn't see and they didn't see them. So I was fine with that. Um, but you know, at the same time, I, I, I've been given opportunities at people's places where it was like, Hey, if, whatever comes out, you're good to go. And so I feel like for me personally, and, and it's not like we grow monsters or anything like that. I mean, there are some good deer that walk through, but, uh, I don't think anyone's going to go, uh, you know, Pope and young or anything like that on our place. Um, so I felt a little stingy if it was like, Hey, you can't shoot X, Y, Z, whatever. Now we do have antler restrictions. And so we, we went over that, you know, um, to make sure that they understood, Hey, it's gotta be outside of his ears if he's got horns and, you know, um, and they're branched. Um, uh, so we went over, you know, the legalities of that. Um, but you know, uh, other than that, it was kind of like, Hey, um, a doe tastes just as good as a uh, as a buck does, and um, we have we have a lot of does. And so, if you see one, and you know you're comfortable taking the shot, and, and you're there, then it, it'd be a great first year, You know, mm-hmm.
1: you know? Mm-hmm. did they go into the hunt? Maybe. What about their expectations? Were their expectations tied to? Like have they already gone into the whole like I need to shoot a buck, it needs to be big antlers, or were they really just doing it for the meat, the
2: meat and the food component of things? Or just the experience side of things? I think a lot of it was the experience. And that being said, you know, a a lot of the questions, you know, I got the I got the vibe a little bit that um because I mean, no one's going to come out and say like, you know, Hey, I want to shoot this monster or whatever. But I, you know, I think that a lot of people's perception that it haven't been before is like, Hey, it's just like going to the supermarket and picking out which steak you want. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, Mm -hmm. well, you know, there might not be as much movement as that. Um, and so I, I, I think most of their expectations were on the experience and then learning a lot. Um, and probably more deer movement than what they saw. And, and we saw good movement, but it wasn't, um, I mean, it's not nothing like you're going to see on TV and it's nothing like mm-hmm. you're going to see on, you know, um, highlight reels or anything like that. But do you I think, think on the that the weekend, we tempted- saw like, say again? Go ahead. How many deer did you see? I think we saw probably like 12 or 15 deer on the weekend. So, I mean, it's, it's not like there was nothing, but it's not like there was just constant movement, you know?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do you think that their expectations were generated by you? Did you, did you have an influence on that? Like,
2: hey, I want you guys to do this for the experience. Um, I think it was less. I think it was less me that was generating that um, expectation. I think I was I was doing more to temper the expectations. You know, um, but you know, questions of like, you know, well, when this monster walks out, and I'm like, man, I've been saying that for years. <laughs> I don't know if that monster's gonna be That's walking kidding. out this week. He he might. He might. Weird right. Right. Happen, right. But- um, you know, anyway, in terms of and they were both successful they were they were both successful, actually within uh man within like twenty five or thirty minutes of each other yeah it was it was what was
1: what was that experience for those that don't because there's a lot of people that listen to this that may not have had the pleasure, and I said it mm-hmm. very purposely yeah have have not had the pleasure of witnessing someone take their first year. Yeah. Talk us can you talk through that a little bit?
2: Um, yeah. Yeah, I can. Um So the way that we had it set up, we had two two different box blinds. One was looking over uh, kind of a, a smaller food plot and then one was looking down uh, about 150 165 yards away from from a from a corn feeder. Um, and so um, we had rotated a couple, let me back up. I sat with um one of my buddies um each sit and we we sat three times, uh, uh morning and evening and then a morning. Um and during those sits, uh I was I was on the um in the box blind that was 165 yards away from the feeder each time. Um, I knew that's where we were going to have the most, uh, activity. And, um, and by, I don't know, three or four deer, we did have the most activity there. Um, and so Jordan sat with me the first two sits. Um, and, and you heard about him hitting the, uh, the welded wire and, uh, deflecting his bullet. And so that happened, you know, at that, at that location there. Um, and that happened on our first sit, And so, you know, kind of got the bugs out and the jitters out and everything else. It was Mm -hmm. a wonderful shot. Um, and really when that whole thing happened, like there was so much, um, excitement and it happened so quick. It was almost like, I mean, honestly, it was almost like my first hunt. you know, I got so excited about, and, and I know, you know, they're not my kids or anything, but, but it felt like, you know, maybe like a father would hunt with his son, you know? And, um, And I just felt so proud just because it was like, Hey, he took what it was. And I mean, Jordan talked about the emotional side of it, you know, Mm -hmm. and we talked Mm -hmm. about that a little bit before, um, Mm -hmm. you know, but he was able to, um, he was able to kind of work through those emotions kind of before we talked about it and everything else. And then just went straight into the rhythm. And man, as soon as he took the shot, the way the deer jumped, we were like, okay, this might've worked out. Um, or, or I mean, we thought it was a hit. We thought, we thought it was perfect, and so you know, we were man. My heart was in my throat, and like I just, dude, I just exploded. I get so you know excited, like my heart rate, I just couldn't slow it down, you know. And he was like the same way, and his eyes were big as saucers, and just, um. But it was great, and obviously the letdown of like, hey, this didn't this didn't happen, mm-hmm. you know, but we still got some more time, you know. That hits, and um, and he took that well. You know, I, I mean, I've had deer before, cause you know, it, it happens as much as we hate for it to happen. I've had deer before where, where they've been wounded, where I've wounded them and haven't been able to recover. And that wasn't the case here at all. I mean, we, we went out, we looked for blood trails, um, followed the deer for like, you know, quite a ways and there was no blood whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, um, that was helpful in being able to, um, you know, to work through kind of those emotions of like, maybe I injured something and it didn't happen and everything else. Well, now fast forward two hunts. Okay. And it's our last set. And, um, I think I told you morning, evening, morning. It was actually the opposite of that. It was evening, morning, evening. So it's the second evening we're out. Um, and we're getting close to the end of shooting light <clears throat> and, uh, and, um, we've rotated shooting partners or whatever. So our other buddy is sitting with me and, uh, we're talking about, uh, American Serengeti. Have you, have you, have you read that book? Mm-hmm. I, I love it. And so, you know, he was asking book recommendations and and about hunting and wildlife in general. So we're talking about American Serengeti and we look up and just, you can see that little gray, you know, back, come mm-hmm. uh, out of, uh, of some pecan trees, And I was like, you need to be quiet. There's a deer out right there. And so he, uh, you know, he starts to get ready, and I got the shooting stick in there, and we're in like a pop up blind, and uh, and uh, it's it's a it's a younger buck, but it was okay, you know. I mean, it was it was mm-hmm. wide enough to be legal, and good first year. because there's plenty to grow on, and like I was just I was excited that it was happening, you know. Um, so it comes out, and, and this sendero that we're hunting. Um, it's really not a cinder. it's it's a uh, a pipeline right away. And so it has yep. to be cleared by the pipeline company, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um it uh it's crossing that and it has maybe, I don't know, maybe 20 yards that it's got to cross. And Buck never slows down, and so I stop it with a grunt and uh and my buddy I can see the tip of that barrel just making a figure eight up front. <laughs> Do you see him? And he said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> and so anyway, so we keep going a little bit and, and it felt like five minutes went by, you know, and, and we'd gone over it and everything else. And I see that barrel swinging and and finally he goes, I got him. I'm on him. And he pulls the trigger and click. He had, for- I mean, we'd just gotten to talking as soon as we got in there and he'd forgotten to put one in the chamber and that deer, it heard the click, but it wasn't like nervous. It just barely started to walk again, you know? And, uh, and so I grunt again and he racks one in and I was like, there is no way, but Lord, please let this deer slow down and just let's have some success on this hunt. And that deer about a yard from the next tree line stops again and looks back at us. And man, it was perfect. Like shot was perfect. Deer ran, I don't know, five, 10 yards. I mean, just nowhere, mm-hmm. uh, piled up real quick. And it was, it was perfect. And, uh, and, and he kind of hesitated. I I think he was like thinking like, did did I hit him or, you know, everything had gone wrong. Not everything, but a few things had gone wrong in unison, you know? And so I think he was kind of stunned for a second and man, I'm, I'm so excited. So, so we give it a few minutes, but we can see that it's down, but I was, I was just like, let's just go down. Let's take a few pictures. Let's, and then, you know, Jordan has about, you know, I think like 30 minutes left to shooting light, something like that. Let's just see if anything happens. And so we hear a shot, Jordan is hunting to our, um, Northeast by about, oh, 400, 500 yards. He's that way. And then, um, way over to our West, we hear a shot and, uh, you know, we both got excited for half a second and we're like, yeah, wrong direction. Um, and then we hear a shot from the Northeast, but it was, it was muffled. I was like, man, maybe that could have been him. And I said, there's, there's no way that that was Jordan. And then it hit me that he was hunting with one of my uh, rifles that, that is suppressed. Mm-hmm. And it was, man, we couldn't have been more excited. We we texted him real quick. Hey, was that you? And he was like, man, I got one and he's piled up. And I, it, it couldn't have been a better first year story for either one of them because their deer hit his ran just a little bit, not not very far. I think, you know, maybe, maybe 25, 30 yards. But what I did a bad job of and what I should have done a better job of is telling them, Hey, even if you make a, I mean, just seriously, a perfect shot, like, you know, sometimes there can be some, some life left in that animal, you know, and it might not just drop and then just be dead, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, and so I I just felt terrible because I got over there and I think, you know, initially I, I was like, Oh man, I think like he's shaking, you know, but, but that's on me because I didn't prepare him for, You know what could happen and sure uh, sure but he made like i'm telling you he made a perfect shot it was right in the heart and it was it was perfect it just for whatever reason animals make it however far they make it you know that's right that's right anyway that that that's kind of the the story how it went
1: so now obviously we're now you know a couple months post deer season Mm -hmm. um do you have you spoken to jordan lately oh yeah is he now a hunter? Do you think that like, he is going to hunt again or was it one and done?
2: Oh yeah. He's going to hunt again. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I sent out, um, I like to try something new, you know, every year, a few years ago, it was, it was an elk hunt in Idaho and we went in the back country and, um, you know, whatever it is, but, um, you know, it was, we texted out most recently, like, hey, let's maybe try to go to Arkansas and get in the middle of some, you know, mallards in the timber, you know, because that would just be a ton of fun. Um, haven't done it before, heard it heard about it forever. But um yeah, I think for sure. I think he's um I think he's excited now because their meat just came back. And we took it to one of the popular processors here in Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, in North Texas. And so it's fun now because there's a lot of like um uh, you know different recipes that we come across or whatever else that we're sending back and forth and so yeah i totally think that uh that there will be more hunting in in his future and in my mind i mean he's already a hunter you know i, I heard y'all's discussion and he was like i don't know if i'm a hunter and it's like enough of that you know like you, mm-hmm. you you've done what you <laughs> need to do to make it so it's funny those those fitness type
1: people we just uh, filmed the lady that went from being a non-hunter to a hunter yeah i heard that one i loved that episode She's um, this one you haven't actually heard yet. Okay, um, yeah. this is the new one. That was Mandy. Yeah. This, this last one was Lisa. Okay, gotcha. And Lisa's in the fitness, martial arts world. And I asked her the same question I asked Jordan. I said, Are you, I said, So now you're a hunter, right? And she says, No, I'm not a hunter. And I said, No, of course you are. You've, you went out and you hunted. Yeah. And I said it exactly like that. She's like, Yes, that is correct. I have hunted but I'm not a hunter. A hunter is a lifestyle. Yeah. And it takes a while to become a hunter in the lifestyle. Anyway, it was, it was just, I think it's that mentality of those guys that are in that space that are constantly pushing to that, like upper echelon level. Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, anyway, anyway, um, Charles, what would you say, you know, if somebody's again, let's going back to the original question. Someone's listening to this and they're on the fence. I'm like, ah, you know, I don't want to take someone. It's going to inconvenience me. I'm not going to be able to hunt myself the way that I like to hunt. What advice would you give that individual
2: to say, do it? I think one of the biggest things is, um, like we're ambassadors for hunting every, every hunter, whether you like it or not, you're an ambassador for hunting. And so for me, one of the biggest compliments, you know, we, we were, I think praying before a meal or something like that. And, and Jordan after the prayer was like, I can't believe you just prayed that we would make ethical shots. He said something along those lines. And, and I think, you know, it really clicked at that moment that it was like, Hey, Charles isn't out here because, or hunters, you know, not necessarily me, but whoever is not out here just, Hey, cause I just want to drop animals you know, uh, or I just want to kill things indiscriminately, or I, I, I want to whatever else. Um, the part that's fun for me about, you know, creating new, not creating, but, but encouraging new hunters, um, or people that are trying to pursue hunting, um, is that I can be an ambassador and that's, That's doing my part to make sure that hunting continues to go on, on a selfish level, but on another level, it's like, man, the people that I like most are the people that I hunt with. You know, I've heard it said for a long time, is like, Hey, you know, uh, uh, you know you kind of eat with people that you you know like Mm -hmm. or whatever you won't you won't eat with people that you don't like like Mm -hmm. that's true to a degree but sometimes you're forced to eat with people that you can't stand like you Mm -hmm. really don't hunt with people that you don't like
1: you know (laughs) exactly exactly well dude it's a pleasure it's a pleasure getting to know you and i'll say this i was incredibly humbled when jordan uh I think he texted you afterwards, or he when I reached out to him and said, "Hey, I'm gonna, I want you on our podcast," and you actually knew who we were. Oh and yeah, you heard about our podcast. So I'm incredibly humbled just from that perspective, my man.
2: Yeah, I, I think that y'all do absolutely great stuff. It's, you know, I think one of the guys who does maybe some filming for you or whatever else, um, his older brother and I go back quite a ways, and so that's how I found you. And man, I, I love following you. So. I appreciate what you do very much. No, I
1: appreciate you. Thank you for being the ambassador that you are and, um, and bringing those, those big guys into the fold, man, especially a guy called Jordan, because who knows how many people he can touch you're exactly and right. talk to about hunting, right? Yeah. Big mainstreamer. So, Charles, you're the man. Thank you, brother.
2: Man, I appreciate you so much. Thanks. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate
1: you listening, as always.